Hello, hello, everybody. This is Vincent from Making It Make Sense with Isaiah, Theo, and Vincent. We want to empower our listeners with knowledge and sense of community because we're our strongest when we're united. So please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube page at Making It Make Sense ITV. Listen to new episodes every Friday and interact with us on Instagram at Making It Make Sense ITV. Stay conscious and stay lit. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Making It Make Sense with Isaiah, Theo, Danielle, and yours truly, Vincent. So, uh, we wanted to get into today's episode, which is how Black people are portrayed in in pop culture. Yeah, and specifically <laughs> queer Black folks, right? Thank there, you. Really. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge difference, yep. <laughs> so, uh, Isaiah, what do you think? How do you feel about Black queer folks being portrayed in, in mainstream and in society? So, I mean, I guess I'd have to start really with the fact that the first time I saw any semblance of queer brown people on television and please no one laughed at me, but this is the first thing I remember as a kid. I remember watching In Living Color. I remember watching, uh, I believe Damon Wayans Mm. and oh my God, David Allen Greer. um, Do the, what was that little? Men with men. Men and something. Men, men on men. Men on men. Men on men film. Yes. And I remember. Hated that was, it. <laughs> hated the, it. Hated it. Um, that was the first time I saw any type of, and obviously whatever type of representation that may be, because obviously that was being, they were being incredibly satirical, obviously, but like, um, which I don't think always ended up well for, you know, for other people, for actual queer people. I don't think that was always great when mm-hmm. it was seen on TV and then that kind of gave license for, you know, like it, you, you get it. it, it the joke was some, Right, the joke was funny on the show and then people would take things out of that and, and it turned into something else. But so, um, so anywhere thereafter though, after that, I didn't, that's, from what my my memory, at least growing up, that's the last time I saw like any type of portrayal of brown, black and brown queerness of of any shape. And then, you know, I would see it on TV in other forms, but it wasn't it wasn't black or brown. So, I mean, I kind of had to take what I could get. You know, Jack on Dawson's Creek. You know, <laughs> like the, you know. So, so that was. Oh kinda, God, I hate him. Okay, but like it was like, hey, like we're you know okay oh look there's a queer character awesome cool okay let's relate you know and and then so today circling around so today when i see black and brown um portrayals you know of the queer experience it's it's i i love it whether it's like you know someone like little nas x and i'm just like go little like which i know he's not the like and it's not necessarily for the it's not necessarily for the idea of okay, like I think he, I I think all of these people are doing it right, so to speak. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me, but like, are they doing? They're 
they're doing the work they should be doing. I, I don't know how to f- phrase that exactly, but it's more so kind of like the fact that they're able to do it. Yeah, it's that inner like little. It's my inner child kind of going like, "Go, little gay, go!" Because I there's parts of me that didn't get to live out, live it out like that. So I guess there's a little bit of a, for lack of a better word, there's a little bit of pride in there. But what about you guys? What about you? Yeah, what about you, Theo? What was your first? Uh representation you saw on, on TV of a black per- person? Um, well, you know, not even on TV. My first example of a black queer person or person of color was our housekeeper Oh, in Panama. Mm-hmm. He was uh, in a lot of housekeeper and in a lot of um, this kind of like domestic work, like sewing or these things that are considered feminine. When we were lived in Panama, I, my my housekeeper was a queer person hmm. and he was and I used to sit there and he was a really nice guy um, can cook his ass off he can iron a uniform like nobody's business <laughs> and he was treated like other I've always saw that he wasn't allowed to eat um, drink from the same cups as we did hmm. I, he wasn't he wasn't a lot. He had his own separate cups and plate and utensils. He was. He went to go use the bathroom outside. There was a special bathroom made for him. Hmm. And when I saw how people treated him, then I started seeing things like you guys remember Philadelphia, yeah. and it then that confused me. And I was like, oh, so this guy is just like our housekeeper was. And then I started seeing things like two one food. Two one food is my yeah. That's, and mm-hmm. then I started yeah. seeing so the the guy you know the housekeeper and the guy from Philadelphia behind people behind people's back or behind closed doors they dress like women. Mm-hmm. So and you know at no point in time was anyone explaining th- this to me, yeah, and letting me know you know what it was that I was experiencing or seeing, and. It was it was all just confusing for me. And I again had to go figure it out myself. And especially when you identify as queer later on and uh, and you're like, oh no, I don't like to dress in women's clothing. <laughs> I, you, you know, yeah. I don't I'm not you feminine. don't, well, you don't know what you're missing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not feminine and you know, I don't mm. like to do those things that the housekeeper was doing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm not, I don't have this disease that this guy in this Philadelphia mm-hmm. film had. So I had to figure things out by myself. And then, you know, I found my community, I found my clique, and I self, you know, discovered myself and I found my own space. Yeah, this comes across as far more nefarious than one would necessarily think. And we were talking earlier before we got on to the podcast about how uh, uh, pop culture is sort of merging with real culture, like um, historical culture, like the ballroom scene is somehow become the reality, like, like, and, and, like uh, films like Pose and um, Paris is Burning, they do depict a part of the LGBTQIA historical subculture, but it's not the totality of, you know, you had your people who were 
who were trying to be respectable gays, if you will, I, as much as I, I hate that kind of like, <laughs> notion. Um, yeah, to the Wong Fu, and then even to Wong Fu up until present day, right? Like this notion that particularly black folks can accept uh, a parody of a woman, a man in a woman's dress for a comedian role like Rasputia or, um, um, I don't know, and you name it, like Big Martin. Mama's House, What's Big Mama's House, Shanae, or Madea, Madea, millions of dollars made off of Madea. These parodies of black women, and I think cisgender black women really are offended by it, in as much as it, it becomes offensive for the queer pop culture community as well. I mean, I love I love the way white folks deal with this because they they organized and they got glad, which is like this um organization mm-hmm. against gays and lesbians against the defamation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um not I don't want to Well, gay and lesbian alliance against defamation. Very yeah, true. yeah. And they actually patrol the airways and make sure people aren't like doing this har- these harmful parodies and these harmful stereotypical um things it's it's tantamount to blackface in my opinion you know how mm. white white actors would paint their faces black and act like black people at the turn of the 19th century of the 20th century mm-hmm. it's amazing to me and so it's not it's not true to real life and it can be very harmful that's insulting but, mm-hmm. but, I feel but like that's that why i never like, but that's why different. I've never been a fan of Madea. I've never been a far fan of Big Mama's House. Yeah, Every time I right. see a man dressed up as a woman and is a parody, I am offended because I know a lot of people that are trying to live their true authentic self and dress with feminine clothing and they've been bashed. They've been executed and they've been excommunicated and treated like pariahs. No shit. And that happens more often than we like to admit, particularly in a black community. I will never understand Mm -hmm. it. As a black trans woman, I will never understand how quickly you can get your ass cut the fuck off from the family function Mm -hmm. just for, you know, exploring your awesome, authentic self. I'm so grateful we live in a day and age where we know gender exists on a spectrum. Sexuality exists on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's not the binary bitches it's not <laughs> that's why Tyler yeah, Perry I mean, will never get money from me yeah it's not the binary bitches and a lot of that is blackface and people would poo poo it and say oh cut get off of it stop taking it so serious stop being so serious but when I think about like like the millennials and the Gen Zers who are growing up and they sing things like Pose I think Pose is great in many regards, but let's tell the truth about what it was really like Mm -hmm. and let's not commercialize it because that can do more harm than help. They romanticized that era. Mm -hmm. There was nothing romantic. They really didn't not the entire show. There definitely wasn't a realization uh, realistic like throughout the entire show, but I was happy for the first time that a show was going over the AIDS pandemic um, and didn't go into full detail, but it showed how the government didn't give a shit about queer in the community like at all. And we're dying left and right. And it was actually gay and disease. That's what I'm saying. There's certain stuff that came through. They pointed out how, you know, gay white men, they had bars in New York city. And if you were a person of color, trans or like that, they, you weren't allowed in there. It's like, yep. what the fuck? 
like just 20 years earlier, like you weren't allowed to even have this fucking bar. Yeah. So that was like, that, that's what that I do like those points that they really? did at least touch on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it may not have been completely accurate, but at least it's putting it out there. Wow. And it gets people starting to do their own research. Like, hmm, like I want to know more about this. Or that's, that's true. It that's starts the okay. conversation. Like, that makes sense. It starts the conversation, even if it's like it, like to the point of where it's like, you know, at, for a long time, I'm sure there were people, it's kind of like showing it to an, to certain audiences that like some of these stories that where we're like, okay, well, we've read these things or we, you know, or some of us have experienced this like, you know, firsthand and where there's some people like, I'm sure there's some kid, you know, that, that was like, whoa, I didn't even, I had no idea that that was even a thing, you know, like, especially like you said, Danielle from, from like, you know, the Gen Z generation and down and even some millennials in certain respects. Um, but Danielle, you were actually going to say, you said uh, that that happened to you. Yeah. I, I saw an episode of Pose mm-hmm. where um, the transgender woman wasn't allowed to go into this queer white bar, mm-hmm. this gay, bi- gay white bar. And I appropriate the term queer. So y'all just forgive me, but no, I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. Um, like that happened to me. I remember going into a um, a motorcycle, gay motorcycle club in downtown DC, and I think it still may exist. Mm-hmm. And being a black trans woman, wanting to just get a drink after like marching in a gay pride parade downtown, mm-hmm. and they're looking at me, and I think I had sandals on. They were like, "You can't be in here with sandals." And I went all the way home to Northwest, Northeast, and came back just to get a drink to prove a point. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was like, there's no way that you're going to discriminate against me in a, yeah. in a good bar. Yeah. Well, you know and what even, it is? Like, uh, uh, Han, even, even, I think, Isaiah, you were pointing out, because there was a bar in New York City up until recently, in the last few years, where mm. it was still only predominantly, like, on a hush-hush thing, only white men, only white mm-hmm. gay men. Or oh, in the city, yeah. They mm-hmm. blew that shit up. And they're like, it's oh, called G Bar. That was the G Bar. Yes. Mm-hmm. And everyone blew up their, their whole little spot and yeah. known. And then they had to start changing that little shit around. Which I read about it. I read about that article. Yeah. Oh, no, by the Meanwhile, way, they're you know, looking for BBC. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different topic for a different episode. <laughs> 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 no, that, that's not like fat, no fats, no fems, no what. Yeah, but oh it, but it's my preference. Oh. <laughs> no, but you know, it. when I see shows like um, um like Pose, mm-hmm. I and, and when they romanticize these realist re, these realities, I think about watching something like um when children are de um trying to desegregate um these schools and they don't show you the backstory and the struggle and the pain and all they show you is that they met one good white friend who helped them and guided them through um high school or college and they got their degree and they graduated and today they're a doctor it's like remember the titans (laughs) it's just like why forget and impose during that time trans women were not getting jobs Mm -hmm. It it was a lot of misinformation Mm -hmm. that robbed that robs people of their experience trans women to get to the point where they are today my understanding because i read and i and i have trans women as my friends they had to go through a lot of hardships like here in new york women trans women were being dumped in the hudson Mm -hmm. like it was like it was fashionable yeah it happened to um sylvia rivera and uh, marsha p Johnson. I mean, that's how they 
That's how she was found. In the they hospital. diluted the, the stories so that it can fit a certain audience and it could be acceptable. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you cannot accept the struggle, the LGBTQ plus struggle for what it is, especially the black queer one, then don't put it on TV. I, I know. Someone's going to come along to give that fuller truth to it, but you can't start off with that because people can't handle that. Can't handle that blunt truth. But they the say game. the same thing about you being a biracial man. They say th- the same thing about me being a black man. They say the same thing always when it comes to disenfranchised people. Can you please not give us the reality? Give it to us in doses? Well, That's not the way it goes. It's it's not. Well, it has been for... It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's right, but it has been the exactly. way it's, it's gone. It has been... There's always been diluted versions presented of us period like that's that's the truth it doesn't life is diluted for us we right. accept life entertainment the way it is but entertainment unfortunately is diluted because that's half of the battle of even getting it into production <laughs> is most yeah. of the time it has to be diluted um i mean but at, also on the other side of that coin i think for people that don't know that experience maybe it should be a little not even maybe it probably should be a little bit more um real real however i will say this conversely um for example and this is i'm not totally veering off but like for example do i want to go sit in a theater and watch a movie about about uh let's let's make let's make it a horror film where slavery is the underbelly of the um of of the horror in the film i don't want to go watch slave porn because i'm black I i don't i have no interest in that so I mean, again, it's dependent upon upon the audience, you know, and who's yeah. But the, we we do have a balance in it, you know, because we know enough to say um, we don't we don't romanticize slavery. I mean, in any any we don't. Film, well, yeah, that's true. And any we film that don't. does romanticize slavery, we right. abhor it, but right, and, yeah. and we denounce it. But I will say, we do need we do need a greater balance when it comes to queer history, especially queer people of color history, because um, I do know of one woman who was part of the ballroom scene mm-hmm. and she is a nurse practitioner, one black woman, very, very well respected, my mm-hmm. friend. Um, and, but that's one black trans woman out of so many others who mm-hmm. lost their life because of HIV AIDS, lost their life because they were risky partners of sex work and, and, and spent years in jail and just had a really rolled hard and put up wet life, rolled them hard and put them up wet, as they say in the, right. they saddle the cowboy industry with saddles. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so we do really need some. But I wonder um, why do they do that for black queer stories? Because when I saw a w- white queer stories, they gave it to you raw and uncut. I can no tell pun you intended. Exactly. But the, when I, I saw Boys exactly Don't Cry, they did not dilute that shit. I can they tell you exactly you, why they do that. They gave it to you raw and uncut. And when you dilute the LGBTQ+, plus, the, bla- the, queer, the black queer ones... You let the audience, you lead them down a path of fantasy. Well, let's ask this question. Why do you think they do that? I'm going to tell you well, exactly you know. why they do that. Because... So, once again, this excuse yeah. of saying that, oh, you know, they, they're trying, we, they need to give it to us in doses. They didn't give Boys Don't Cry to Me in doses. They gave that, they gave it in up to today, Boys Don't Cry. 
makes me nervous, makes me anxious because of how well they presented that person's story. Mm -hmm. And they should do that for all Black LGBTQ plus folks because that's how intense our stories are and that's how connected our... And mind you, she won an Academy Award. She was the star of the town. That can be true for LGBTQ plus stories. And I completely agree. I 100% agree that's how it should be delivered and given. But unfortunately, it's not. So it's right. like... It's not because no. we don't go through struggle. Our struggles are fantasies and made up. Well, and that leads into what I... This, this is exactly why they're not going... They, they do not do that. I'm going to tell you why. Because why would white audiences want to go and watch something that makes them uncomfortable because they have to come face to face with their exactly. privilege? Absolutely not. Of course, they're not going to do that. Why do you... It's the same thing as kind of saying... Why do you think that people don't want to... I saw this in an article not that long ago, and it was basically like, why do you think that for Ruby Bridges, which I think you had mentioned earlier in, in integrating, right? Why do you think people don't want to zoom in on the people that were throwing stones and throwing rocks at this little girl? Because they're going to see their relatives. <laughs> okay. Well, like, like I, um, uh, no offense, um um vincent but like at one point in time your 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 existence was considered like you know uh not such a great thing the fact yeah for some people still very trevor noah (laughs) and when you you know yeah he is literally that but like when you see that portrayed on tv it's all romanticized and it's the biracial and the, and there's all these flowers and dandelions and f- butterflies when like children that I, were biracial. I I'd rather see some like hard gritty stuff and hit me with the truth. But for the time being, as they are slowly opening the door, unfortunately, it does unfortunately has to be coming in pieces, which sucks. But at the same time, look at how we're protected or pursuing depicted now compared to how we were 15 20 years ago in the stories that have started to come out now still not the hard truth how no. it should be told but we're getting unfortunately it's a slower process when it comes to people of color especially queer people of color this is what we're getting and think about the doors that at least it's now opening up even for black trans women trans women like period in in essentially the media and acting most opposed did have a lot of trans people but they go all in on those slave movies, though. I will say that I'm not interested in those. Some of them, some of the actresses, and they call everybody actors now, but some of the mm-hmm. actresses in Pose did phenomenal jobs. They really, I really think it. so too. They really acted, and um, I, I, that's a no for me. <laughs> the acting wasn't all that great either. Some of them, I, I it wasn't, but I will say the uh, the one that played Blanca, she, yes. she, oh, she, Rodriguez. she deserved her Golden Globe. Gave me like absolutely. She played the hell out of that role. Like some other, it's not that much of a stretch. It wasn't much of a stretch for some of the other ones, and it, mm-hmm. that, that's not, you know, they got their fifteen minutes of fame and they got their coin and God bless them. But yeah, right. wasn't acting at its finest. It certainly wasn't that. It wasn't the craft. And they too admitted that they learned a lot. You know, but they didn't have men dressed up like women trying to be trans women. They had actual trans women. Right, yeah. actual exactly. trans women. That's what I'm saying. Though. Look, are you trying to look at the silver lining? Of course. 
I mean, because listen, we do have to also just call it call a spade a spade too. Like it's it's representation that's necessary. Yeah, but you know, I, 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 am I wrong that if you're not gonna give it to me the way that it is and the way that I need it, don't give it to me at all. I think don't that's the beauty video. though of right. That's also the beauty of we all I didn't. What we, I didn't. <laughs> we all choose what we digest. So that's I the beauty did. of that freedom. But you know, pose wasn't for me right. like this. This fire. Island no, I agree. It wasn't. It coming. wasn't for me either. I mean, yeah. but as we come to our final remarks, I would say that um, I, I in a day and age when black black queer black trans women are still getting it and getting it good. There and we I'm go. Talking about fatal violence. Mm-hmm. Any representation, as long as it's not buffoonery, mm-hmm. is pretty good in my opinion. But it's still but- a lot of buffoonery out there. Yeah, it is. I agree, but and but it's overshadowing think, your experience. I can't say that pose was was performing. I'm not gonna. Say oh no, 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 no. That no. wasn't performing at all. Like a lot of these characters online, these um, internet stars, a lot of the popular ones are the ones that dress up with a wig and are mimicking women. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm having TikTok flashbacks. I need real. <laughs> yes. What about you, Isaiah? Any final thoughts? Um, you know, I'll say this. I think. It can be, it can be unfortunate, it can be uncomfortable, and it can be downright obnoxious sometimes when you're not feeling like you are receiving, you're receiving something the way that, that it should be coming across. And I understand that from a person. person. I'm cut and raw head. Uh, cut, right. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes, listen, some of us. Theo like, was like all about the uncut and raw. Right. Okay. <laughs> like, listen. like, if he says this one more time, we're going to have to make this R-rated. We get it. So, uh, uh, no, some of us have saying it. He's uncut and raw. <laughs> and here's I'm a Muslim. I believe in everything being cut. Oh, my God. But, like, <laughs> I think every, but no, but I think that. I think that right now we're in a space where, you know, that's right. Clean it up, Isaiah. Where, yeah, let, let's clean it up. We're we're in a space. We're in a space where you know representation is happening now. Is it happening the way we want and as fast as we want? Maybe not, but we're 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 moving somewhere, and it's a lot more than what was happening before. Mm, so you, I think we're you, we're going in direction. And here's the other thing I want to leave with too: it's not always get on the train that's going exactly in the direction you're going in. It's get on the train that's going closely <laughs> in the direction as you needed to, and get off when you need to. Get off and raw, and, and then, then pop off. off number one. That's not gonna Oh my god. <laughs> I like that analogy. What about you? Oh, Any last remarks? I- I'm not getting in that fucking train. Next train, please. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, you all just Well, thank you everybody for joining us on another episode of Making It Make Sense. Until next time, when it's caught and then cut again. <laughs> Until next time, when everybody gets a train. Ru- no, I'm kidding. All right. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. All right, we got to go. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Go! You've 
been showing me signs uh, You've been blowing me kisses You've been trying to be mine uh, Girl, I'm down if you with it But you know I got a girl And I know you got a man But there's one thing you need to understand I don't give a damn about how he feels But you don't give a damn about how she feels Cause you and me know what we got is real So we should quit playing that close the deal Girl, I know that you like it, you like it, you like it And you know that I like it, I like it, I like it Girl, I know that you like it, you like it, you like it And you know that I like it, I like it, I like it So I'm a You like it, you like it. 